0: A warm welcome, as ever, to Kerry Dixon for the Kerry Dixon Show. It's me, Stanford Chidge, with the absolute legend that is Kerry Dixon. Uh, How are you today, mate? You all right?
1: Yes, I'm fine, thanks, Dave.
0: Good stuff. Now, uh, we had uh, Chelsea versus Derby County uh, on Wednesday. Um, I would say it was a completely bonkers match, Kerry. Uh, Did you enjoy it?
1: Um, I did enjoy it, you know. Um, I thought that uh, Chelsea did quite well, Dave, I've got to be honest. It was a difficult game. It one that we expected to win, but, you know, against a side that uh, doing quite well in the championship, beat Manchester United away in the last round, weren't um, with the arrival of a new manager, and uh, obviously Frank's connection to Chelsea made it even more intriguing. So, you know, I'm pleased that uh, the way he conducted himself very well, um, as I would have expected. Um, and uh, he received a, a wonderful ovation, something which uh, he didn't get necessarily before when he returned with Manchester City. And I'm pleased he got the um, support from the Chelsea fans that uh, that he got that perhaps he didn't get as a player. With Manchester City, of course. Yeah,
0: Yeah, I I was really impressed by that, actually. And, And as you said, absolutely thoroughly deserved because the man's an absolute legend for the club and, and I don't think we will ever forget that. Um, I thought the match itself was absolutely nuts. Um, but having said that, I thought Derby actually played really, really well. I thought what really intrigued me, uh, I don't know if, if you would agree with this, but I, the way I saw it was I thought that they worked really hard to close Fabregas down and, and you know the supply chain, if you like. Which meant that Cahill and Christensen were having to play out from the back a lot more, and I don't, I don't actually think they looked too comfortable doing that. And you know, we, I mean, I think Derby were very unlucky not to win, actually.
1: Yes, I thought they pressed well. I think um, you know, there's a bit of a saying in in, in life, if you like, about teaching an old dog new tricks. And you know, um, in terms of playing out from the back, Gary Cahill's not a bad footballer in terms of uh, his ability, Um, but you know, it's not something. Um, that he's been taught before. And he'll be learning the the methods, if you like, of uh, say Sari. So, you know, playing out in the back under pressure, not everyone can do it. I mean, certain players will be more comfortable with it and others won't. Um, but nevertheless, Derby did well. Chelsea did even better, I feel, to overcome them. Um, it was a decent game for the neutral. It was fine for Chelsea fans because we got through and we're now in the final. And it was good for Derby fans as well to go out and uh, their their team being pitted against the, the top-class side away from home and uh, to come away with it with uh, well their colours still intact if you like uh, in in terms of their credibility.
0: Yeah, absolutely agree with that. And I think you know. I think, yes, you're right. I think there are players like Cahill who, you know, are not perhaps the best at trying to play it back from, you know, out from the back. But to be fair, you know, you could say that the the whole of the defence, you know, Emerson, Cahill, Christensen, and Zappa Costa didn't exactly cover themselves in glory. But I think what a lot of people tend to forget is that, A, you know, Derby played to that. They, I mean, you know, the, this is Frank Lampard and Jody Morris who know Chelsea inside out, and they, they played to their strengths and perhaps our weaknesses. And I think the other thing that people forget is that, you know, how many games have Emerson, Cahill, Christensen and Zappacosta, A, played this season and B, played together? So I suspect they might have been, you know, they're going to be a bit rusty, I would have thought.
1: Yes, I understand that. Um, You know, but players have to be given games. These lads haven't been able to force themselves into what is becoming pretty much a starting 11 or 12 or whatever, you know, the, the main bulk of the squad and uh, it's important that they do get games so they're going to have to play uh, whether they're rusty or, or otherwise I mean it was a good opportunity for them and uh, yeah there were, there, were, there were moments that it, it, you know certain things showed up that you know they are a bit rusty they haven't played alongside each other um, quite too often Um but listen, at the end of the day, they overcome that. It's easy to pick fault in a situation. Um, I mean, I hear people say Chelsea were terrible and all the rest the worst performance and so on. Um, I don't necessarily agree. Um, I, I, I think to overcome Derby, you know, um, was what was what was asked of them, and uh, and they accomplished that. And I think you've got to take cup competitions. Um, for what they are and uh Chelsea are through. Um, rather than pick individuals and say he was good, he was bad. I thought Zappa Costa, by the way, wasn't too bad. Um you know, some of the some of his delivery was good from the right hand side and uh you know, I didn't think uh the others were too bad. I think, you know, the fact that Derby played quite well, they had nothing to lose um probably heightened that.
0: Yeah, I think and I think they deserve credit for that. And I think that's the I think I think supporters, we we can be very one-eyed about it, and I think sometimes we forget that there is actually an opposition team, you know, doing a good job and doing what they're supposed to do, you know, and as you said, at the end of the day, Chelsea won, and that's all one can really ask for. Um, what did you think of, uh, talking of Derby, what did you think of Mason Mount and Tamori, you know, the two Chelsea loanees?
1: Yeah, I, you know, I, I don't think that, uh, you know, Mason Mount has been given a lot of coverage, and uh, quite rightly so, for his performances, I understand. Um, and and by all accounts he's going to be a very good player i i think they did okay i didn't think they were outstanding i didn't think you know um i just wonder what their thought pattern might have been but i don't think they played great and i don't think they played poor i think they were okay a bit shaky at the back at times and okay in midfield but not outstanding Um, but i think they did all right
0: yeah yeah fair point um uh, the other good thing i think uh you know from the plus side for us other than winning I, you know we've got some more minutes for loftus-cheek playing in you know playing out wide actually on the right w- rather than in midfield and i thought william uh, continued his really good recent form because we'll talk about it in a minute but i thought he was excellent against burnley yeah
1: um, ross barkley uh, Kovacic and loftus-cheek is is quite a battle at the moment and it seems that each and every one of them are rising to the it challenge. Um, Loftus-Cheek scoring goals from wherever he asked to play um, in midfield. Thomas deep, tidy, efficient. efficient. Um, Ross Barkley maturing and hopefully, from a Chelsea perspective, going to be the player that everyone thought he was going to be at Everton. Um, and I hope he matures and develops into that at Chelsea. Many Chelsea fans would hope that that development would be mirrored by Loftus-Cheek, but as we've already said many a time, um, one position is being fought out. It appears um, between three players, and Jorginho and kante are occupying the others, and that's pretty much a given. Um, it seems in the first team, and certainly in Sarri's mind. So, you know, it's quite a battle, but um, it's a healthy battle, and um, each of them are rising to
0: the challenge. They are indeed, uh, and the bottom line is, of course. Um, as we won and we're through. and We've got we've got Bournemouth next, which, you know, I mean, it could have been worse. We could have got Man City away or something like that. So we're in the quarterfinals, one more win and we're in the semis. And you can almost smell the trophy, Kerry. I mean, how important do you think it would be for Sarri to, to get that first trophy under his belt?
1: Well, look, you're in it to win it. We've said this many a time and I'm sure that would not be lost on him. He put out a decent side against Darby, I, I feel, and, you know, um, he could it could have been a few more youngsters in and out of side, but he put out a pretty strong side, and uh, I think that pretty much shows his intention. I think that uh, against Bournemouth he'll put out another decent side, and he, he'll look to win the competition. And why not? Um, I think uh, it was Jose Mourinho's first trophy, if I remember correctly. Would it? Would that be right? in
0: his first season. Yeah, it was. It was. I was there in yeah. Yeah, I was there in Cardiff to see us win it.
1: Yeah, and, you know, um, it, it sets you it sets you up, it gives you a little bit of confidence. It, you know, you've got a trophy in the bag in February, if indeed that be the case. And, you know, you look forward to the running. If Chelsea manage to maintain their position where they are at the moment. So, yeah, um, it is important for him to win a trophy, and it's important for the players... Who are selected in these games to make sure that they progress and get more game time?
0: Absolutely right. Well, um, if people were telling you uh, that that was our worst performance of the season, which, like you, I, I disagree with, um, I think a lot of us were thinking that the performance against Burnley was possibly the best performance of the season. Of course, there's a counter argument that Burnley were just pretty poor, but I'd like to think it was actually a very good performance by us. What, what do you think, Kerry?
1: Well, it was. We, we said it was difficult. Place to go. Every place in the Premier League away from home is a difficult place to go. Um, Job accomplished very well and and very efficiently. Um, Goals from all over. And yeah, you know, um, I was pleased to see um, the scorers getting the goals they got. And, you know, falling away from home in the Premier League is is a great result. Yeah, I wouldn't argue it's our best performance. I couldn't analyse everyone's position because I only watched a match in a day, and I, you know, I read about it. I didn't, I wasn't there, um, but yeah, they seemed to have done very well, and the goals were all well taken.
0: Yeah, uh, they did indeed. I tell you what was really, really pleasing from my point of view. It was. It was kind of, you know, we often worry about um, how Chelsea are going to do when Hazard's not fit or not playing, and. You know, there have been a few occasions this season where it, it's, we've not looked too good. But I think, in a sense, it kind of proved that we can play well without Hazard and we can score without Hazard and we can win without Hazard.
1: Let me stop you there. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't get... <clears throat> yeah, I wouldn't get too carried away um, with that situation. I, I mean, I'm, I've got a record of saying we will be an ordinary side if Eden Hazard wasn't playing. And, you know... Perhaps that's a bit harsh on some of the players. Um, Ordinary is uh, is a bit harsh, I have to say, there's internationals and there's quality internationals in the side. Um, But I don't think we'd be anywhere near the side. Um, We are um, without him. I think that uh, he's a wonderful player. I think uh, he did play well against Burnley, but I think Burnley are an average to poor side in the Premier League, along with about four or five others um on their day they're capable of a decent result a decent performance um certainly at home and they've proved before in the past away from home that they're capable of getting results but um, aside with the ambition of chelsea and a a club with the ambition of chelsea would be looking to sweep burnley aside at at every opportunity and uh, and that includes cardiff if you like Huddersfield, and all the, all the rest of them are deemed um, not lucky to be in the Premiership because they've earned it, but um, applying the trade in the lower reaches of the Premier League, if you like. And, uh, you know, Eden Hazard wouldn't necessarily be required for them games. And uh, I include Derby County in that, a championship side. But certainly, if you like some Arsenal, Manchester United, Liverpool, Manchester City, Eden Hazard, and he's already proved so far this season, um, could well be the difference. So I'm thinking about the two games against Liverpool.
0: Well, I, I think one person who really did make the difference and you know we mentioned him a minute ago but I thought Ross Barkley you know again had an absolutely superb game and it, it sounds like uh, Sarri was also you know equally effusive about him I think he called him the complete player which is a hell of a compliment Uh and I mean you know two superb assists and a goal himself he scored three goals in three games and the, the, the thought that crossed my mind is uh, I wonder if he's the goal scoring midfielder that we we've been looking for for a, a couple of years now certainly since Frank left anyway
1: well, let's get one thing straight. There'll never be another Frank Lampard um, right. <coughs> scoring the goals at the rate that he got them. Um, but listen, if Ross Barkley manages to become the player that everyone was talking about as as a kid up at Everton, then Chelsea have done a wonderful bit of business um, in in buying him for the price they got him and taking a chance on a player that was injury plagued. Um, I think he can do it. He um, he won't be a Lampard, but listen, he's capable of getting. 15 to 20 goals um, if he gets himself in the side on a regular basis gets his confidence up um, he's certainly got the talent um, looks a bit you know there was, there was question marks as Ronald up at Everton questioned his, his weight and his shape and, and, and things like that and made some derogatory remarks I would say um, but nevertheless it, it hurt and um, yeah, it had an effect on his performances up there as well um, but by all my understanding is that he's been working extremely hard, come back early from uh, for pre-season, got himself really fit in top shape, and uh, I think he's starting to reap the rewards of that. And uh, long may it continue, but uh, I do feel the way Loftus-Cheek is going in his ambitions, uh, and Kovacic, that he's got a battle on. And, uh, but at the moment, I think Ross Barkley is just winning it, and um, he would be first choice out of the three if I was picking the side.
0: Tidge, J.K., Well, we'll get on to that when we talk about Palace, I think. I mean, you mentioned Loftus-Cheek there. Um, you know, he had a very good game against Barté-Borisov, although arguably they were a bit of a pub side. Still, he scored a hat-trick and you've still got to put the ball in the net. Chipped him with another one against Burnley got a good 60 minutes there and, and as we know he played most of the game against Derby uh, I mean I'm not going to go into the whole well is he good enough thing because we, we talk about it all the time but what I would say I wonder if you know the more minutes he seems to be getting the more comfortable he's beginning to look at this level
1: I think uh, he's got his future ahead of him off his cheek and, and you know he is going to be a good player somewhere um, whether or not it's at Chelsea remains to be seen um, He's got to get game time. There's a big conundrum, as we've said, time and time again over all the youngsters. They've got to get game time to improve. They're not going to improve with four, five, six games a season. Um, the reality is, if they're not going to get enough game time at Chelsea to improve, then they really do have to go out on loan and play. Um, you know, he, he really come into his own and was noticed at, uh, at Palace. And this is what the sort of situation if Chelsea aren't going to play him. Um, then for his own development, he's got to be thinking about going out. From Chelsea's perspective, of course, he's a player that could get in the side and could develop, and they might not want him to go out. So it's a bit of a sticky one, uh, and it it would need handling tenderly, I should think, um, by the club and the player.
0: I think, you know, at least it's encouraging that he's he's getting some game time at the moment, because I think, as you said, the only way he's gonna get better, the only way he's gonna be able to prove where, whether he's ready to play for Chelsea is by is by getting minutes on the pitch and 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 doing it out there. You know, at the end of the day. So I think I think that's encouraging from my point of view. Um, the other thing that I mean, I've got to say this, Kerry. I know I know it'll wind you up, but um, I've got to say because I mean I've been giving Murata a bit of stick recently, and I think justifiably oh, just get, so. Hang but... on, just
1: hang on. Before <laughs> before we, I'm, I'm jumping in. Before you say it, <laughs> I was just going to say, Dave, once you've finished about Loftus Chief, talking of improvement, and then, now I'll let you say, because you're probably going to take the words right out of my mouth. Talking of improvement, well, you can go You can go yeah, from there. Yeah, all right.
0: Well, I mean, the thing is is that, you know, he he has also found the onion bag three goals in four games, and that's what you want your strikers to do. But actually, the, the thing that impressed me a little bit more about his performance against Burnley was that his attitude seemed better. He was getting stuck in. You know, he wasn't falling over like he was against Man United the other week, which really wound most of the supporters I know up to distraction. You know, but he was getting on with it. And and this, this of course, was against Burnley, who don't mind putting their foot in. And it's bloody cold and inhospitable up there. So I think that, you know, having given him a lot of stick, I should also give him a bit of praise, because I thought he did a lot better against Burnley. Well,
1: I'll back that up um, and agree with you. Um, Don't ask me to say, is he the the finished article or have we signed a new player? Because no, we haven't. But what I was going to say is there is definite signs of progress there. You know, maybe the penny is finally starting to drop. Um, He has got uh, a few goals of late. He is managing to get the nod over Olivier Giroud uh, on a fairly regular basis of late um, from Sari, which... Obviously, me and you are not the only ones who are noting the, uh, the progress being made. And who's to say by the end of the season that he won't become the player that we hope he will be? Um, we hope so. We hope that he can uh, become that centre forward. He's not the centre forward that we signed for £60 million and we, we hope to at the moment. Um, he's got to get better and he's got to improve. But I'll agree with you. At the moment, there are signs that he can.
0: Okay, well there we go. Well, you know, praise where it's due, and I think we're. we're one thing you can say about you and me is we're always honest about that. So there you go. Um, I think just to, before we get into the whole Palace thing, I, I, you know, when we beat Burnley uh, last week, we ended up being second in the table. So you know, we're still very much you know in in the top three, challenging. At the moment, and, and the, the, a thought cro- came across a lot of people, a lot of pundits certainly last weekend, that you know maybe it's time that uh, people started to take Chelsea seriously as title uh, contenders, or certainly challengers, when most people before the season started were saying, well, you know, they'll probably just about get top four. Um, but it's proving very different, isn't it?
1: Well, yes. Um, Providing they're up there and they're in the mix, then they're definitely challengers. I think the two games against Liverpool... Um, proved that they can mix it with the best, home and away. Um, um, uh, Manchester City, I thought, were the better side against us, and I think that Manchester City, at the moment, are the best team in the league. Um, but that doesn't necessarily um, say that when you look at the league table. Um, we're up there with them. And You know, you can only beat the opposition in front of you. There might be a time come February, March, or something like that. We might be the best team in the league. Um, it can change. At the moment, I think City are, but we're keeping pace with them, and so are Liverpool. And listen, we haven't necessarily got away from Tottenham and Arsenal yet. You know, Arsenal, considering um, our result, they've hung in there, they've, 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 they've pulled back, and I'm not saying they're to finish article, but they're not too far behind, these
0: They aren't indeed, and we've got, interestingly enough, we've got uh, Palace on Sunday, and uh, Arsenal uh, only drew to all with Palace. In fact, I, I, would, you know, I would say that, you know, having watched that game, I was actually doing a a show at Love Sport, doing their afternoon show. So I was watching it on the box while I was I was doing the show. But um, I thought Palace actually played really, really well, and they they really took it to Arsenal. I thought they were very unlucky not to win that match. And in a sense, Kerry, that belies their form because they're in fourteenth. They've only won twice, both away, and they've got eight points. And uh, I, don't, I don't think they've actually won at home this season. Uh, and they've lost to Everton, Wolves, Bournemouth, Southampton, Watford, and Liverpool. So You know, they're losing to uh, teams that are struggling, well, Southampton certainly, as well as teams that are kind of challenging up there. So they're not to be taken lightly, are they, I don't think, on Sunday?
1: No, no team is to be taken lightly, you know, but if you ask me and you're going to ask me and I'm going to say that we we should beat them at home. (coughs) Palace at at their own ground uh, are a slightly different um, proposition. Um, They they seem to raise their game, which is a bit of a slight on them, um, you know, against... uh, The better teams, let's say, the top six certainly at home, Palace, try to pull out all the stops and and prove that they can mix it with the the best. Um, The slight on them, of course, is that they can't get up for the other Premier League games, which, you know, um, they end up losing, drawing, and frustrate their supporters. But, you know, that's their problem to sort out. And uh, our problem is can we beat them at home? And I would say, quite comfortably, I have to say, Um, they will try and. Um, frustrate us. they have got Zaha, who's uh, a tricky customer on his day, he will realise that uh, a certain spotlight might be on him um, with the game against Chelsea, if he was to shine in this particular game um, that spotlight will be glowing even brighter, but um, he, he is their main threat, but uh, I feel we've got far too much in our team for them and uh, I, I think 3-1 would be a, a comfortable result for us. And, you know, uh, my prediction
0: beforehand will, will be three-one. Yeah, well, I, I I would agree with that. I mean, you know, this is one of the ones you would call pretty much a home banker, isn't it? But you know, as I said, you can't take them lightly. I mean, their, their form at home actually, funnily enough, this season has been dreadful, but their form away has been pretty good. And as I said, they weren't they weren't half bad against Arsenal last week. And Zaha, as you say, is a very decent player on his day. Um, but, like you said, we've got better players, so we should win. Talking of which, our best player, Hazard, should be fit. Um, and, of course, if he's fit, he'll start, no doubt. If he does start, Kerry, he's going to equal Zola's 312 appearances. And he'll be the fifth equal all time overseas appearance maker with Czech, Drogba, Ivanovic, and Mikel. It's amazing, when you think of the you know, Czech, Drogba, and Ivanovic and Mikel, how long they were at the club. Uh, and how, how prominently they figured in the club and Hazard's already up there with them which surprised me when I read that
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure all the years I know Mikhail was there a long time Drogba, not quite sure how many years um, Czech probably 10 and Ivanovic in and around 9, 10 as well um, I think it's 7 years Hazard um, He's been an ever-present, of course he has. When he came to us, he was a good player. He's, he's developed and become an even better player. And at the moment, he, he's a world-class player. Um, as I would say, um, nearly all of the previous uh, mentioned players, perhaps not necessarily John Obi-Mikkel in, in certain people's eyes, but you know certainly in his country's eyes and in, in, in Africa's eyes, uh, John Obi-Mikkel, or John Mikel Obi, whichever you prefer to use, um, he's a world-class player. Um, so... They play a lot of games, and it is a credit to the aforementioned Eden Hazard that he's up there in such a short space of time in comparison to those players.
0: Absolutely right. Well, let's hope he does start. I mean, basically the rest of the team, I think, picks itself. Um, but again, like, like you were saying earlier, uh, I'd definitely have Barkley to, to start ahead of Kovacic or Loftus-Cheek.
1: Yeah, that's the same for me. Um, it's very hard. When you're fighting for a position, if you're the man in charge of the shirt and you, you don't do too bad, it's all very well getting substituted. But if you're substituted for having a nightmare, it's a bit different to making way in the last 10, 15 minutes or whatever. Um, and at the moment, Barkley's the man in possession and it's his to lose, um, provided he keeps up the form. <laughs> sadly for the other two, that then he'll be playing most of the season and they
0: won't. Mm, absolutely right. Um, I think, you know, the uh, the important thing about about saturday because i think with that sense that actually you know what we are up there at the top and we are challenging for the title even though you know there's a long way to go but we we know how this works we've been there many many times before and it's really important to keep these runs going and it's important to keep that pressure on at the top i mean arsenal are playing liverpool on saturday so you know one of them could drop points which will help us Spurs have got Wolves away, which is not an easy game. City have got perhaps arguably the biggest banker of the season at the moment against Saints at home. So, you know, we need to keep winning because, you know, at the end of the month, we've got tougher games coming up. We've got Everton at home and got Spurs away. So it's important, isn't it, to win on, on Sunday?
1: Oh, that's right. So well, in terms of uh, the trophy, you can't be dropping points at the end of the season. Um, drop points in, uh, in November. November. Um, can can make the difference and listen Chelsea have been guilty before of having dodgy Novembers and Decembers in the lead up to Christmas um, and they have thrown away their chances of a title push in the second half of the season because of that in the past so yes um, I'm sure they will be aware of that um, the players that have been around in them situations but yeah you just got to take each game as it comes it's a cliche I know you've got to win your games you've got to perform you've got to do everything and you know, put put together a run of decent performances yourself then as a team and all of a sudden um, you'll start to look at trophies and the possibility of them towards the end of the
0: season. Yeah, absolutely right. Uh, final thing, um, because I think we've both nailed our colours to the mast, and, and, and I'm pretty much sticking with you on a, on a 3-1. I think if Hazard plays I, I'd, I'd put money on that. Um, but the other thing that, that intrigued me, um, and if you want some evidence perhaps that how well we are doing under Sarri's new kind of style of football, um, there's only one side uh, in the Premier League that has scored more goals than us, and that's Man City, who have got 27 and we've got 24. So, you know, I, I'd say we, we are we are witnessing really good football at the moment with Chelsea. And it's an absolute delight to see.
1: Um, two things I'd like to add to that. Yeah, I, I will agree um, <clears throat> at times. Um, Eden Hazard is top scorer I understand in the Premier League Um, you wouldn't have thought it when you think of the Aguero, the Canes and all the rest of it, Eden Hazard top scorer that might be one of the reasons why we're uh, why we've got the goals that we've got Um, he's certainly punching above his weight in terms of goals scored in previous seasons which is a credit to him and uh, it also shows the development in his game that um, he's had this season or appears to have this season um, which he possibly didn't have in previous seasons so credit to him on that one and you said about Sari's style, I have to say, um, I, I said I'd sit tight about Sari. I don't know much about him and, and so on, I still don't know much about him, but you know what, I think that's wonderful, <laughs> I think he's great, I think it's, uh, that he's, he's a quiet manager, I think he's, um, he says what he needs to say. Obviously he gets his point across to the players, they all seem to like him, they get on well with him and I think that's an absolute credit and uh, you don't see him all over the headlines for, for this reason, for that reason and, and so on. Um, I, think it, I think it's great. It reminds me a lot of uh, a manager that I had, uh, my first manager at Chelsea if you like, John Neal, very similar approach. And, um, listen, there's nothing to say, and I've said it in the past, that that type of approach is not efficient and it doesn't work. you know, Or couldn't work. Because for John you Neal, know, it certainly did work. And, obviously, Sari at his previous clubs, it's worked as well. So, let's hope it works at Chelsea and uh, well done so
0: far. What a lovely way to end the show. And I love the... Uh comparison to John Neal. I think that's that's very shrewd of you, Kerry. So, great stuff. Um, no doubt you and I will enjoy the game on Sunday. That's if I ever, ever actually get to it. I've got to work again before, so I shall be herring off there to try and make kick-off. But uh, no doubt we'll enjoy it, and hopefully you and I can catch up again next week.
1: Let's hope so, Dave. And, uh, um, well, have a good weekend, and uh, let's hope uh, a few more points are in the bag by the time we speak again.